boom, and we are back, everyone. Uh, it's the start of a new week. It's Monday. You're hearing my voice. That means one of very few things, but I think most importantly, everyone, look, this is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. Everyone, here's my thing. Do we remember that whole thing about, oh gosh, um, the whole keto thing? A little bit of an update on that. So I'm not keto anymore. I began my keto journey, I think five years ago. And I, so I started about a week, actually lasted one whole week. I lasted one week on the keto diet and my demise, uh, cravings for chocolate cake, but what actually did it in a fried chicken sandwich, it was mean and it felt good. Tasted good too. I'm not keto. I made it for seven whole days. Before we get into the, the why as to like, why am I not keto? Why am I not a part of that lifestyle anymore? Um, a few places where I made mistakes. First off, I didn't legitimately weigh myself prior. This, this whole journey of adopting a keto lifestyle was to lose weight, was to quote unquote shed pounds. And I never actually found my original pound mark. I, I hopped on the scale briefly at the gym, but it was one of the ones where it's like a lever and you have to balance it in between the two bars. And I just kind of, I just ballparked it at that point. So we didn't actually have a firm number. I'd say irresponsible on my end. I never did any blood tests, never did any urine tests. I don't think I did any cognitive tests. So I'm not actually sure if I even benefited from this week-long splurge. And, and I say splurge because in reality, when you take a step back, I basically just ate bacon in bulk. I, I cooked steak and I used a lot of butter too. Forced myself to eat eggs, butter and MCT oil, whatever that is. I put it in my coffee. I don't, this really wasn't a diet at all. It was an experience. I'll put it like that. But I mean, look, reasons I swayed away, ultimately, I heard some different opinions from people. It's, it's a very black and white line. Like some people are super for it, some are not. I heard both arguments. They're weighing heavy on my mind. But I think the real kicker was um, I felt, you know, it, it was like I had the stomach flu maybe a day prior, and I was absolutely depleted. I think maybe two days prior is a better way to put it. I was drained. I, I felt useless. And it was weird. I got a good night's sleep. I had a lot of fat, a lot of calories at lunch. But I was sitting there in that chair, didn't run five miles. It was weird. I was out of the loop, and I wasn't about that. That's when those chocolate cake cravings started seeping in. All of a sudden, I wanted something from C's Candy. I don't like C's Candy. I, I like the brand and the aesthetic. I don't like any of the chocolates, though, I'm going to be honest. Their lollipops have never made any sense to me. They're very hard, annoying rectangles. You need a lot of saliva to break those guys. 25 cents, that's cool. I get it. But I, I'm not 93. I don't need butterscotch. The chocolate ones, they're not really chocolate. It's kind of like those um, fiber chews you might have when you're younger. Or is that just me? The vanilla ones, they're not vanilla. Don't talk to me. It was weird. I wasn't into it. I don't want those cravings. I'm not pregnant. I don't think I am. Either way, I did. I had to let those feelings out somehow. They're in a journal. Maybe we'll bring them back sometime. But I'm going to say this, everyone. I'm not keto right now. And it was suggested to me that instead of doing this keto diet, which, you know, the pounds, they'll probably find their way back to me one way or the other. Why don't I just try this whole, quote unquote, uh, eat healthy and workout routine, or whatever that means. So I, I think that's the new route. 
I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Go to the gym a little more regularly. Maybe I have to actually stretch now. Don't want to cramp up. We're going to see what happens. That will be documented, not as tightly as the keto journey. But I'm going to say this, everyone. I found myself NFL Championship Sunday. Um, I actually, instead of watching the games, for the first game, I was at a coffee shop. And for the second game, Patriots Chiefs, I was at a salad restaurant. So the exact opposite, I would say, of any place to watch these games. But I did wear my Peyton Manning jersey, one of my favorite jerseys of all time. I wore my Peyton Manning jersey. Had some brown pants and uh, classic Adidas Sambas to go with it. But no, I'm at this coffee shop, light lunch in me. So, you know, obviously I'm going to order that pint of cold brew. Uh, The caffeine almost immediately to the dome. And I'm cranking out work. I was efficient. It It was the exact opposite of any Sunday I had in college. There was very little procrastinating. I was just in my element. Time to time, I'd stare out the window, watching the rain, belittle any pedestrian walking across the street. But aside from that, I'm in it. I was in my bag. Um, I would say in, in total time, totality, I was probably there for about three hours. It was around the hour 45, two-hour mark where that light lunch that I'd say paved the way for the cold brew uh, subsided a little bit. I was getting a little hungry. And look, I'm not on keto anymore, so everything's back on limits. And I'd be lying if I said the first time when I went up to the counter and I interacted with a very kind barista. I had the tattoos, but not as sassy as I would have preferred. But when I was interacting, corner left eye, you know, I see a little maple scone there. Only one. Did they have others prior? Is this of high demand? Why is there only one left? It must be good. I mean, that's what the normal human being would think. It's classic economics. Tummy starts rumbling. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to go back to what I know. I remember that scone. Peek over the right shoulder. No crack in the back this time. I was limber. I look over, and that scone is still there. And at 325, at, at, at 325 for a scone, I think at any coffee shop in the world, I don't know why you would say no. That's a pretty good deal. I, I think usually we're looking 425 A dollar less. I don't know if it was a special day. I walk right back up to that counter. That, that very kind barista with the tasteful tattoos greets me. Same sort of interaction. I point to the scone. May I? She says yes. I say thank you. Quick little transaction later. I'm back at my seat with a napkin, a porcelain plate, and a maple scone. A few things we have to address right off the bat. I've never understood scones. Never made much sense to me, in all honesty. It, <sighs> They take the mold of a a slice of deep dish pizza. It's an elevated triangle for some weird reason. Uh, Extremely crumbly. I don't know if the literal scone part actually tastes like anything. I actually, I don't, I don't know if it does. You, You make your money with the glaze. If you have a bad glaze, you have a bad scone. I'm aware of that. And I don't think I appreciate that one bit. Um, I, I think when you think of foods in general that just have to overcompensate, just it's it's a little bit much. It's like we we know you're flexing a little hard. It's gonna be a scone. I don't know why the scone is so high and thick as it is. If I break off a bit of the scone, because you know I think it take a daredevil to truly face a scone, just one bite. I'm talking hand to the face. That's me, but that's not everyone else. So when you're breaking a little bit off the scone. I'm praying you have a plate beneath you. If not, you're getting crumples on the ground. Very few people from that are actually going to lick up their plate. So when we're breaking off the scone, we're already losing 10% of our bite. We pop it in our mouth. We break it down. 
okay, it's a denser, thicker, crumbly, stale muffin in my mouth. I don't actually know the point of a scone. I'm assuming it's something you have with coffee. Great, check it off the list. What else? Is it a biscuit? I did a little research, and it is a, a scone is supposed to be, and I believe it's from um, the United Kingdom, some sort of oat or wheat-based sweet treat typically served with coffee. I would imagine if we're in Scandinavia, it would be served with fika. Uh, fika is a sit down, have some coffee, some treats around 3, 4 p.m. I, that's what I'm thinking a scone is. Aside from that, it makes no sense. I find it bland, depressing, and to be honest, unimportant. If every coffee shop I ever went to stopped serving scones, I probably wouldn't care. I actually don't think I would notice. And that's kind of messed up to say. It's a little, I, I don't usually stand for that statement, but I, I genuinely think if no one ever served a scone ever again, I probably wouldn't be done. Things do change when you put berries in it, though. I want that to be clear. This was a plain maple scone. If there was no maple glaze, I would not have had, or I would have bought it already because I would have taken the bait. And then I would have taken a bite a question, why is my mouth already dry? If I wanted a dry mouth, I would have either smoked some weed or had a saltine cracker. But no, I was eating a scone. I'm, I'm just saying it how it is. Bottom line. Bottom line. But if it has berries, that's a different element. I've always appreciated a sneaky berry. Blueberry scones, different ballgame. You don't need a glaze. A little lemon poppy seed glaze on top, I'd appreciate that. But at the same time, look, if I can take some sort of berry, I'm aware it's probably dried. But if we're taking fresh blueberries, pop it into that batter, we're whipping it up, we put it in the mold, and we munch from there, I might still get a little bit of moisture from that berry. Different story with cranberries. I don't know if I've actually ever seen a cranberry that's not dried. Cranberry scone? No, no, no. I'm sorry. There's no drug test in my future. That I know of. I just made my first ever smoking marijuana reference, I think, on the podcast. So um, we'll see what happens there. But I'm going to say this. Berry-wise... It's a little more appropriate. I still wouldn't notice it if it wasn't at a coffee shop. But at the same time, if I go over for fika or coffee at someone's house and they're served to me, if I'm given a scone, I'm very, I'm not going to say no to a scone. I just don't get them. I'm not going to say no. But if they have berries in them, I'm going to be a little bit more open to that. Just a little bit. And look, I'm not one to knock tradition, okay? So before you call me ignorant, call me oblivious first. Because I just eat scones. I don't, I don't apply any jams, creams, or butters. That's not who I am. And merely because I didn't know you could do that. Because in the United States, as far as I'm concerned, again, maybe I'm not asking the right questions at the counter, when you order a scone, you're given a scone and a napkin and a plate. No knife. If I have the knife, maybe I lean towards, do I need a spread? Maybe I lean towards, oh, I have to cut it in half. If I eat a scone, I approach it like I would a deep dish Chicago style pizza that's not moist at all. Palm a hand to face or break off a bit. Again, I, I don't want to knock tradition. Maybe that explains the overcompensation. Again, I think it's a little bit too thick to be eaten dryly. Do I have to cut it in half? But it's so crumbly though. Look, if, if this is a biscuit, completely different story. One, if this was a biscuit, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Biscuits are fantastic flaky, moist, buttery. I can work with that. I can eat that plain. But a biscuit, very easy to peel apart. No issues there. Never had an issue peeling apart a, a proper biscuit. Keep in mind when I say proper biscuit, 
I'd be lying if I said I'm not immediately thinking of the Pillsbury Doughboy. So that might be an issue in its own right. We can address that later. But with a biscuit, if I want to put jam or butter, I rip it open, steam pops out, boom, we spread it on. If I were hypothetically uh, going to cut open a scone, uh, let's just say it's fresh out of the oven. Okay, I might, it might be a little bit easier. It might be taking like the top off a muffin. But what do I do from there? Doubt it's all, it's got to be butter, right? I think, do you, well, first question, I don't think you even heat up scones. I don't even think that's an option at a coffee shop. If it is, I've never been asked it. So again, don't call me ignorant, call me oblivious. I don't plan on researching things before I go out and eat them. I don't think I'm being too harsh. I don't. I have had some mean homemade scones. And I can appreciate a scone. I would imagine the process to make one is similar to that of a popover. It's going to take some hours. You're not going to get your first time around. I back that. So please, don't hold back the constructive criticism. DM me, text me, give me a call. Let me know what the real situation is. If you want to bake the scones together, I would appreciate I'd actually really enjoy that. Preheat the oven. 425, that was a guess. I'm not too sure. But I am sure of this, everyone. I'm actually looking at the clock right now, and it is about that time. And it, you know, it's funny. I'm now really realizing this. I have work tomorrow, but I believe... A majority of people actually don't. Either way, happy MLK Day. And I'm realizing you might not actually be commuting. Uh, if you're not, I don't know what we're doing right now, but I hope the day's off to a great start. Um, maybe we're still cranking that coffee. I know I probably will be. Everyone, uh, this was the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. This all was my thing. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.